Hi friends, thank you for joining me for today's Talk for Your Walk with Bridget Lynch. As you can tell, I am doing a car recording. I have some time this morning. I'm traveling to my farm that I go and pick up fresh meats and eggs and stuff from, and so I have time. And when I have those pockets of time, you know I try to bring you hope and encouragement and lessons from what I'm learning and to bring you closer to God, to point you in His direction. And so here we are, car recording. I believe this is number six. And so I can't wait to share some things with you that God's put on my heart. I'll be right back. Okay, I am so glad to be with you today. So just know that this is going to be a good trip. I always like going out to the farm. I think I should live on a farm. (laughs) I've talked with Adam about that and he's like, what? He's from the city of Orlando, you guys. He's like, "Mm, I'm not sure about that. I think he would do it just because he loves me. But anyway, (laughs) I would so love to be on like at least 10 acres, get some chickens, some dogs, a horse. Like that's, I would love that. Anyway, just a side note, just a little little background of who I am. (laughs) I did, guys. I grew up uh, here in Ocala, but I grew up, my aunt's, my aunt and uncle had chickens and I used to love the chickens. I'd sit in the pen and just pet them and I know, I know. Some people that know like how dirty a chicken coop is, you're like, really? You sit in there? Yeah, as a kid, I didn't care. Climb trees barefoot, you know, like all the stuff. Pick a a piece of fruit off the tree and eat it. Uh, You know, there's just so many things. I just remember as a kid, I had a great childhood. It was great. I my parents were divorced however I just really enjoyed being with my cousins and staying with my grandma on the weekends and going to my other grandma's and she was always baking something and always had a pot of coffee on and anyway I just love reminiscing sometimes do you guys love doing that sometimes I don't know how your childhood was most of us I mean if you had a pretty good childhood that's awesome you know, and I, I just remember um, Pastor Jordan preaching a, a couple weeks ago, and he said, you know, if your parents acted like they were perfect, they did a disservice to you. And I'm like, yeah, preach that, because, <laughs> excuse me, we don't need people acting like they're perfect, because none of us are, are we? So, recently, we have been watching The Chosen, like, back-to-back, and you, if you do not know about The Chosen, just Google it for crying out loud. There's an app for the amazing series of Jesus's ministry on earth, and it's incredible. Pretty sure I've cried every single episode because it just feels like you're looking into the eyes of Jesus with this Jonathan Rumi. He's an incredible actor, and I know that he is filled with the Spirit and just is walking in this like nobody's business. So, again, if you have not seen The Chosen, one, let me just let you know, I tell people when I share this with them, I'm like, you guys, when you start to watch the first episode, you're going to be like, what is going on? Hang tight, because Dallas Jenkins will start piecing it together for you. He's the director and producer. So, don't think like, I have no idea what's going on. I mean, you can think that, but just know that it's going to be pieced together pretty quickly. So, they take beats... Pit, be, beats. I don't know. Bits and pieces. There we go. 
of different lives and then they put it all together eventually. And so anyway, you will, you'll get it if you just keep watching. And you know, I'm pretty scholarly. I like to study the word a lot and I love reading, love reading the word, love reading books, love I love going to ministry school. I, after I finished my RN license and I was like, oh, just go get a bachelor's. And I took statistics and uh, what was the other one? Mm, statistics and gosh, I can't remember the other class that I took. And I started towards my bachelor's and I was like, Adam's like, honey, I think you might want to wait to go to school. <laughs> Maybe it was just what I was studying and not necessarily the fact that I was in school because you guys know that I started ministry school back in January and I absolutely love learning in ministry school. So, all a lot of segues and side notes. Anyway, I just love learning more and seeing what I love about The Chosen is that it is so realistic as far as relational. And so, and that's one thing that Adam said about it. He's like, I like it because it's it, like, it looks like a relate, like you can see the relationship that Jesus wants to have with us because it wasn't just for the time of his ministry when he was here on earth, right? Jesus is alive today. He rose from the grave and is alive today and wants a relationship with us now, today. And so don't think that you are serving a God that is void or negligent or not present because he is so alive and he loves you so much. And even when you don't feel like he's there, he's always there. I have watched, you know, The Chosen. I have read, I have, and even in the Word, you guys have jumped back in the Word more. Not that I wasn't always doing like Bible version plans or things, but there is just something about having a Bible in your lap and opening it up and reading what God says to you and about you. There's just something so profound about this, and so I would strongly encourage you, if you don't have a Bible, get one. If you, if you have not cracked it open in a while. It does nothing for you if you are just letting it sit on a table and stare at it, right? Or sit on a bookshelf and stare at it. Or, you know, say, oh, I'll get to that. No, like God gave us so much. We can give him pockets of our time, right? So I've had to do this. You know, if you've been listening to me any certain amount of time, you know that what I'm telling you is what God has revealed to me or is showing me or teaching me. And this is me telling you that I have not given God the time that he deserves over the last year. And so I see that to tell you that the last several days from last probably Saturday or Sunday, I have really been intentional about my time with God because I knew that I had stepped back from giving my time that I was before to start my day with him, to end my day with him, to go walk throughout my day with him, 
that's really important too. Like it's not just let me give him 15 minutes in the morning and I really try to do much more than that. Um, it's actually put me a little bit behind getting my kids to where they needed to go and getting myself to work. But I'm going to tell you that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're running a little bit behind because you gave more time to God. Like, and I'm the type that will just say, hey, listen, sorry I'm late, but I'll spend time with Jesus. And again, working for the church, it's a little bit more lenient, if you will. But I guarantee you that if you said that to your boss, they're not going to argue with you. I'm just saying, a few minutes late for work. I mean, whatever, you know. It's far more important. God is far more important than anything you will ever face in a day. He's way above. Way above. He's the God of heaven and earth. He's the author and finisher of your faith. He's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows it all. And if he's in control, then why am I worrying about anything else? Oh, goodness. And along with that, you know, I have been walking out this leadership role that I'm in. And I have really, God has helped me to hone in the area that I need to be focusing on as far as my ministry and not my ministry, his ministry through me and where, what direction he wants me to go in. And so talked with Adam yesterday and I'm so grateful for my husband he's amazing and I shared some stuff with him and was crying with him yesterday and he was like he stopped and he didn't say anything and then he leaned over and reached out his hands and he prayed for me <laughs> and with me and ladies if you're single like get you a man like that okay I know they're hard to find He's definitely a diamond in the rough. Trust me. Uh, he is... And, and that didn't come overnight. You know, I, I have... Anyway, I won't get into that. But it didn't come overnight. Like, you don't get with someone and they're all great and following God perfectly, right? Like, that doesn't happen. And the idea when you get married is that you both grow closer to God individually, but then together. And so, if you're not, like, none of us have arrived, right? None of us have. And so, we keep pressing on, as Paul says. We keep pressing on towards the prize because Jesus is the prize. So, if you have Jesus, you're, you've already won. But then the ultimate prize and crown of glory is when we get to heaven. And so, keep striving and keep pressing and keep leaning in to what God has for you. Because he's not going to give you the best if you're not putting him first. He's just not. I had someone tell me recently, he came to know the Lord just in the last couple of years. And we were talking about a project, you know, that's coming up, potentially coming up. And he said, you know, Bridget, I used to think like if I just kept going and working and going and working and making more money, more money, like it would be good. But I wasn't, I was working so hard and I wasn't making any money and I couldn't figure out why. 
and people told me when I came to Christ that God wouldn't give me more than I could handle. And I said, right, or that God would bless me more if I put him first, right? And I said, okay, and he said, but he's not going to bless you. Or no, he said, God won't give you more than you can handle, but if you don't allow God to be in it, then he's not going to bless you. And I'm like, yeah, true story. <laughs> so he's going to be with you every step of the way. It actually doesn't say in the word that he's not going to give you more than you can handle. It says that he will not tempt you beyond what you can handle. And even if, and he, so he's not going to tempt you, but there will be things that happen in your life, but he's always going to be with you. It's going to be really hard. You guys, I've been through some hard stuff. Anybody else been through some hard stuff? Yeah. If you've been around this planet any length of time, you've been through some hard stuff. And so <laughs> you're not exempt, uh, no matter what you do or where you are in your life, you're not exempt, right? You're going to go through hard stuff. And then let's talk about that a minute. If you know somebody going through some hard stuff, let them know you're there. I mean, it may be a month that goes by. Guys, I have a friend that lost a baby two years ago now, I believe it is. And I have his birthday on my calendar so that I can send my friend a message and say, hey, I'm thinking about you today and I love you. And that's what matters. Those moments when people aren't reaching out or people don't think about those days that were so hard for someone else, that's what matters. And I'm not saying that like, oh, look at me, I'm so special. I remember my friends, you know, whatever. I'm not saying it like that, you guys. I'm just saying pick someone that God's put on your heart that he wants you to connect with and reach out to on a regular basis and reach out to that person and let them know that you see them and that you love them because that's what God does for us. His name is El Rai. He sees you and his name is Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. He helps us, right? I see you and I love you and I help and I want to help you and I, I want you to know that you're known and you're seen and I know that you're hurting right now. That will speak immeasurable amounts to people. And I'm a I'm a totally connector, total connector, total relational person. If you have a hard time with, you know, these kinds of things, start where you can. Okay? Maybe it's someone you know and you're like, well I know that person so I want to connect with them. Guys, I come, I connect with everybody, right? God, that's one of my strengths. That's one of my, that's my number one strength actually is connectedness. And so I love connecting with people and connecting people. I love doing that too. So anyway, going back to the leadership thing, it's hard. It's so hard. And then it's already hard enough, right, to walk with God and, and lead with it. And I'm not saying it's hard to, like, say don't do it. I mean, hello. It's the best decision ever in my entire life is to follow Jesus. But I don't want you getting into it and going, oh, 
this is going to be a piece of cake. God can provide me with everything. God's going to take care of me. He's going to lead the way. I don't have to worry about anything. No, you're right. You don't have to worry. He tells us 365 times, do not worry, right? So you don't have to worry. However, just know that it says, excuse me, in John 16, 33, that in this world you will have trials and tribulations, but to take heart because Jesus has already overcome. So yes, you will have trials and yes, it will be difficult, but he's with you. He's with you. He's with you. Just in case you forgot, he's with you and he loves you. Oh, how he loves you. I love the Chris Tomlin song, right? He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. He loves us. Oh, how he loves. He loves you so much, friend. So, so much. There is hope and his name is Jesus. Guys, I got a really tough call this past week from a friend. And death by suicide is so hard. It's so hard to hear. Because you think about all the things, right? How did I not see it? How did someone not know? How did, how did, how, why, why, how, why, what? All the questions that will never be answered this side of heaven. They just will not be. They will not be answered. And then when you get to heaven, you can ask God why. Why was this person taken so soon? Why did this person think that they had to go so soon to choose it themselves there's so much hurt you guys in this world and if you're not seeing it please ask God to open your eyes and please ask God to give you his heart because he wants to he's already you're already made in his image see it says in the beginning let us make man and and woman in in our image male and female we created them let them, let us make them in our image, in the Trinity's image, God. Okay, so this funny thing happens whenever you have your husband set to a person that can ring through anything that you're doing, even though you're on silent and do not disturb. <laughs> so my husband had to call me about something and so um, interrupted my thought process. He's like, I'm sorry, honey. I'm like, it's okay. You didn't know I was recording. So anyway, got my food, so we're good. It's all good, y'all. Anyway, guys, just side note, like I know people always talk about like uh, raising teenagers and it's hard and it's this, and honestly, like I hate falling into anything that society says is hard or everybody faces it this way. Like, I understand, like, not creating the wheel. I don't try to do that, right? I try to work smarter, not harder, you know, that whole thing. So all of that is okay. But it's, like, one of those things where you're, like, I don't care that people see that it's hard to raise a teenager. Like, if you have Jesus, then nothing is too hard, right? And so, therefore, yeah, it's a challenge, yes. It can be hard, but with Jesus, I can do anything, anything. So raising a teenager doesn't have to be hard. It might be a challenge, but it doesn't have to be hard, right? So side note, 
stuff we're dealing with. Guys, if you're having a hard time raising a child or you need, you are having a struggle in your marriage or having a hard time raising a kid or teen or you see some patterns or things that you're not liking and you're not, you're not sure how to fix it, get, go to counseling. Figure out how to do it. Here's the thing. This is what I always say. You can skip a few things and find some money, right, if it's a financial problem. And if it is a financial problem, I highly recommend Financial Peace through Dave Ramsey. Go to Dave Ramsey or RamseyPlus.com. He just changed his website and stuff. So RamseyPlus.com. Go get you some help with your finances. When you get on a budget, then you can start figuring out where some money's going and why you don't have any, and then start having some, right? You like how that works? Yeah, it works really well, trust me. We've been doing it for a while, and it's great. And don't feel bad if you get off track, because we do get off track, you know, like we should already have our three to six month emergency fund. We don't. We're still working towards it. We got halfway, but we don't have it all yet. We need to be working better on it, right? Okay. So, just a sideway, side note, segue. So, going back to having the heart and mind and eyes of God, because we are here to be more and more like Christ. And if you are not seeing hurting people, then I challenge you and highly recommend you to go out on a limb. You're a branch already, so you're already there, just so you know. Jesus is the vine, you're the branch, okay? <laughs> so, he's already going to be with you, because he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. So, he's already going to be with you. Ask him to show you what you're not seeing, because there are so many hurting people, and you don't even know what a smile or handshake or hug or hello can do for someone I'm going to give you an example. You know that I use the examples that happen in my life so that you, you can see God working and show him to you, right, so that you can then seek him and and go toward him, right? Okay, so there's one time I was in the plaza where, like, Dollar Tree and there's a shoe store and the Hungry Howies and some stuff, right? And there was these two gentlemen sitting on a bench outside of the dollar store, and I said, hi, they looked at me, and I said, hi, guys, how are you today? And they they were shocked. And they looked at me, and they said, thank you for speaking to us. And I said, you're welcome. Have a great day. Guys, there are people that are not even being spoken to because people think that they're an outcast or that they don't deserve to be spoken to. Are you kidding me? We are all made in the image of God, all of us, we are all his children. You, no one is beyond the worst that God places on us. We've all made mistakes in our lives. Why would we, why would we not speak to someone? Oh, stuff like that drives me bonkers. We are all loved by God. We are all created by God. It doesn't matter what religion someone is. It doesn't matter what they're doing in their lives. It doesn't matter who they're claiming to be. Like, do we want them moving into the person that God wants them to be? Yes. Do we want them 
to be walking in the way of Jesus Christ? Yes. Yes. But that doesn't mean you judge them. That's way above your pay scale. No one is supposed to be judging. Only God can judge. God and God alone is the judge. You can love them, and you can pray for them, and you can provide hope for them. Oh, wow. I recently, again, was able to take this phone call and pray with this friend, and literally stirred up in my heart the direction that God really wants me to take. And I'm so grateful for that. Because, you guys, I was talking with my mom and with Adam about this. I told you that we prayed together, and my mom and I were talking, too, about this. And she's like, baby girl, you've always loved people so well, and you have always wanted to help people and give them hope and encouragement. She said, you've always wanted to do that. That's always what you've wanted to do. And so she's like, pray about that and where God wants to push you into. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I got it. So anyway, excuse me. I know the direction God wants me to go. And and here's here's what I would say about that too, is that there's so many times that we get into a position and you're like, God, I don't know why I'm doing here. What am I doing here? But yet, you have arrived there because of the grace and mercy of God and his direction, right? Whether you know it or not, whether you realize it or not, that's why you've arrived there. And so you might be asking, what am I doing here? But I would challenge you and tell you to ask God what he wants you to do there, right? Like, God, what? why do you have me here? What are you trying to show me? And so, and, I, and I've had to do that recently. Like, this doesn't make sense, God. Why am I having to go through this? Why am I being challenged with this? Why, 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 right? We always want to ask why. And he's okay with that. God's okay with questions, just so you know. He's okay with that. He can handle it. He's a big God, right? He can handle your questions. Ask away. And he will reveal the answer in time, the way that he wants you to learn it. Or you'll have to wait till you get to heaven. You know, he doesn't give us all the answers. Otherwise, you wouldn't rely on him, right? So anyway, I'm so grateful that God has his hand upon me. I can feel it. I can sense it. Maybe you're going, Bridget, I don't know what that feels like. Well, friend, if you keep seeking after him, you will find, says in his word, if you seek, you will find. If you knock, the door will be open to you. He's going to reveal things to you. And I told this to my small group on Thursday night. He's going to reveal things to you. And I pointed to one person and you and another person and you and another person. I pointed to them and then pointed back to myself. He's going to reveal things to individuals that he wouldn't reveal to someone else. So he may reveal something to you that he wouldn't reveal to me. And that's okay. 
So just know that he loves you and he cares for you and you're going to make it. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, friend. Thank you for joining me. I'm going to close out in just a minute. Let's pray. Father God, you are so, so good to us. You love us with an everlasting love, a love that we cannot even explain, but yet we cannot deny. And I thank you for that love. I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your guidance. I thank you that you comfort us, that you provide people to us to comfort us. Because sometimes we need that palpable presence that we may not understand or realize that it's from you. And God, thank you for guiding us and leading us and revealing things to us because you love us so uniquely that you reveal things to us that you wouldn't reveal to someone else. God, thank you for who you are, for what you are to us, and for what you will be in the times to come. In Jesus' name, amen. so much for joining me for today's talk for your walk with Bridget Lynch. I am so thankful that I get to point you towards Jesus, who is the hope of this world, and to provide you with encouragement, and just to point you to God, to see him more clearly. Thank you for joining me. Again, subscribe, share with a friend or family that needs to hear hope and encouragement, and be blessed. I'll see you next time.